This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 590. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 590. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I am so excited to dig into this conversation. And here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about six reasons moms make better leaders at work. And what's hilarious is I'm recording this at a different time than I normally record. My house is full of family members, my child, my dog, my husband, who are currently the child and the husband were just a second ago, like screaming through the house, calling each other dork burgers. And now my husband's practicing guitar. So if you hear the same Radiohead song on repeat in the background, it's just guitar practice. And this is why women make great leaders because we don't make excuses. We just keep going. So here we go. You are going to hear probably some name calling in the background. You're going to hear some guitar music. And I'm going to still show up and give you some really great content because that's how we get things done because that's how moms show up and lead no matter what the chaos is around them. So see, I'm already like I'm living the example as I'm about to teach you the example. (laughs) So is there anything better? Okay, I'm really excited about this topic because this has actually been an episode that's been brewing for a while. And I've been like collecting data on this. And then I got to this point where I was like, I need to sit down and record this because I 
feel like this could be an 18 part episode. And I know as I get into giving examples, you all are going to be like, oh, yes, and like you're going to want to add your own stories to so many of these examples and so many of the reasons why I'm going to make a case for why women make and moms make better leaders at work. And now before people might get offended and say like, well, but like, is it okay for us to say that we're better at something than other people? Yeah, because we also pay a really big price. (laughs) Moms pay a really big price when it comes to work, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to earning potential, when it comes to preconceived notions about how we're able to show up in the workplace, how we're able to show up and lead. So yeah, we're allowed to say that we're better than others at this, because I'm going to give you a whole bunch of reasons that back up that validity and make it super true. So let's dive in. Make sure you listen to the end because this episode is titled Six Reasons Moms Make Better Leaders at Work, but I have a bonus at the end, a bonus reason seven. That's a really good one. I feel like it might be the most relatable one. So stick around for the bonus. Okay, so first things first, the number one reason that moms make better leaders at work is because we are constantly practicing patience and tolerance. The first thing that happened when you became a mom was that you had to become exponentially and infinitely more patient immediately, like the moment your child was born. You didn't get to just like go to sleep. No, you had to stay up and feed that baby. In fact, even before the child was born, we should back it up. You had to be patient and tolerant while you were waiting for that child to be born during nine months of pregnancy. And then for many hours, if not days, while you were in labor. So during that time when you were in labor, I mean, let's talk about the patience that is required when one is in labor and one does not know when it's going to end and one is in the most excruciating pain of one's life. I mean, there's no other kind of patience that one practices like that, right? So on top of that, we are constantly practicing patience and tolerance as we are raising tiny humans, as we are raising Screaming babies who don't go to sleep and screaming babies who are teething and screaming babies who don't know how to use their words. It is just like a daily exercise in patience. And that doesn't go away for years and years and years because now I'm recognizing with a nine-year-old that I'm having to be patient with a whole new set of things and tolerant to a whole new set of things like listening to his really bad music and really bad jokes and listen to him talk about like Pokemon and Minecraft and like endless amounts of patience and tolerance, right? Pretending that I'm interested and invested in things that I'm really not, but they're the things that I have to like feign interest in if we are going to continue to have a great relationship. So I'm like, yes, let me please tell me why this Pokemon card is so valuable. Tell me all the reasons. And I will sit here and listen while you talk endlessly about its power and it's, I can't even think of the words on poker. It's, oh, it's damage. Tell me about its damage. I don't even know what that means, but I know every card has like damage and that means something. Tell me about the damage. Tell me about Pikachu's damage. So moms are constantly practicing patience and tolerance at a very high level. The example I thought of with this was when Vinny was really little and we would go for walks and I would try to be like really enthusiastic. Like I'm going to be really patient this time on the walk and I'm not going to get annoyed when it takes us like 30 minutes to go two blocks which is not an exaggeration, by the way. And then I couldn't do it. Like We would be out there and I'd always be like, oh my God, get there faster, get there faster. Why do we have to stop and admire like every crack in the sidewalk and every piece of gravel and every stick? So it's those little things like that. And then it also is 
really, as our kids get older, having to be patient and tolerant as they are trying to, you know, say their piece about something. And as they get older, and they're making an argument like Vinny's argument about like why he should be able to have the video games that his friends have or a cell phone or whatever the thing might be, and really being able to stick with a conversation and listen to someone and hear them out with a level of compassion and empathy and patience and tolerance to like be able to hear them out and then to help that person get from point A to point B to find a solution that works for everyone. And that's really the biggest part of it there is that when we can stick with someone and be patient with them and tolerant in order to hear them out, then we can help them get from point A to point B to help them find a solution that works for everyone. And that's a really valuable skill in motherhood that we practice over and over again. But that's a really valuable skill in the workplace as well, right? Where we are listening to people and we are listening to their perspective and point of view so that we can see and let them know that your voice has value here and here's how I can help you and support you in this way and here's how we can continue to work together, how we can continue to be this united front and work together on in a collective way in the workplace. So that's number one, our constant ability to practice patience and tolerance. Number two, the second reason that moms make better leaders at work is that we are well-versed in negotiations with sometimes, maybe often, less than rational people on the other side of the negotiating table. So I always joke that like any mom that has two kids born within a few years of each other should be the one negotiating like Middle Eastern peace treaties, because that's all you do all day long. And I'm not in that situation. But I know from watching my friends who are, that that's all you do all day long is negotiate. So you're negotiating with those two children, you're helping them negotiate with each other, it just goes in circles over and over again, often going nowhere. And you have to show up with that patience and tolerance, and sit in that conversation for a really long time. And even in my situation, where it's negotiation with just one person with one child, it can be endless, endless, endless. So we are well versed in negotiation, often with someone who doesn't have the ability to see things through our lens. And we still have to stay in that conversation and we still have to be able to find a place to connect at the end of the conversation or the end of the negotiation where we are on the same page. That's a big skill. That's a big skill that a lot of people don't have. And motherhood primes you very, very well for that. So I give yourself credit for all the negotiation that you do as a parent especially as you, if you have multiple children or you have children who are older and you are in that phase of having to negotiate rules and boundaries and what's okay and what's not and why it's okay and why it's not okay. All those things go a really long way. And those are absolutely skills that carry over versus someone who doesn't ever have to negotiate in that way, that doesn't have to look at something or listen to something through that lens of someone else's experience or someone else's maybe even limited worldview of something like a child's, right? That's invaluable in the workplace. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, 
It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. Number three, the third reason that moms make better leaders at work is that we have the ability to hold all the balls in the air at once. We hold so many balls in the air at once. And so this creates a lot of space for us to multitask. And I know that there's like, I think we all can agree that we're not really, nothing gets done to our best ability when we're multitasking. And also sometimes we don't have any choice but to multitask. And so what we also are really good at, so we are good at multitasking. We have all these balls in the air and we're like, juggling them at once. And sometimes also we're like pausing, like we're literally like having one ball pause in the air while we're juggling the other three. And we're really skilled at that too. So like we can multitask like a mofo. And also we can hold space for many things at one time while deciding which thing is the most important and most time sensitive right now. So we can have all those balls in the air and be like, I'm pushing pause on the blue one, the red one, and the purple one, because I got to stay over here with the yellow and the orange right now. And we get really, really good at that to recognize like, I got seven things and I can only give two things my attention in this moment. And we've all been in meetings or on calls or in situations related to work where you are in a conversation with other people, and you are also writing a grocery list, and you are also having a conversation with your husband in your head around like what needs to happen the next day, and you are also like sending an email to the school in your head. Like all those things are happening at the same time because that's what it looks like to be in that role of mom and also in that role of family manager is that like you are constantly writing grocery lists in your head while writing emails in your head while actively participating in a conversation. 
because that's just what your brain gets really good at doing. So we have the ability to hold all those balls in the air at once, but also be able to say, like, I'm pushing pause on these ones, or I'm like, I'm holding them over here, while I'm actively engaging and addressing these ones over here. I'm telling you, not everybody can do this. Most of our partners can't do this. <laughs> Most men in the workplace can't do this. Because when a man shows up for work traditionally, and I'm not saying there's not exceptions, but traditionally, when a man shows up from work, he is at work. He's 100% at work. He's not thinking about what he's making for dinner. He's not thinking about does he have to stop at the grocery store? He's not thinking about did Billy's eyeglass appointment get made? He's not thinking about do we sign Susie up for summer camp? She had a really hard time last summer. It might be really stressful. I don't know. He's not thinking about like did the dog get the vet appointment? Like all those things. That's just not how men have been socialized. Women have been socialized to do all that. Women have been socialized to have to own all those roles, all those capacities, and then be able to discern in any given moment which one I need to be fully engaged in, but also like kind of still engaged in the other ones, (laughs) like still having some awareness that like that appointment needs to get made today, that dinner needs to get made today, that conversation needs to happen today, like all of that, right? Whereas a man gets to really compartmentalize exclusively, a woman is like, all the doors are a little bit open at all times, right? So that's number three, the ability to hold all the balls in the air at once. Huge, huge leadership skills or leadership skill there for you to be able to be in a fast paced work environment and hold space for multiple things at once, right? That's what happens when you can hold all those balls in the air at once. Number four, the fourth reason that moms make better leaders at work is that we are constantly doing prioritization management, which means that we are constantly looking at what is the most pressing thing right now and what do we need to say yes to right now, which means we also have to say no to a whole bunch of things. So what am I saying yes to in this moment, which also then by default means I'm saying no to a whole bunch of other things. And then putting blinders on to be like, this is the yes in this moment, which means everything else is a no. And that means that you are having high level discretion to note what is not top priority right now. So this is high level. We talked about discernment a second ago with this ability to hold all these balls in the air at once and decide like, what is the thing I'm going to be focused on? Well, when we talk about prioritization management, it's looking at like, there's 37 things that need to get done today. What is the thing I'm saying yes to right now while saying no to the other 36? And then that discretion becomes really important because anyone else looking at our list of 37 things might be like, wow, holy cow, like all 37 of those things are really important. All 30 of those 37 of those things have to happen today. They're all time sensitive. How are you going to know like what one am I going to say yes to in this moment, knowing that 36 other things fall off the radar? So this is similar to holding all those balls in the air. But it's the even higher level of that of recognizing that this one gets bumped to the top, and then putting blinders on to be like, this is bumped to the top. And I'm in this with that discretion to note that the other 36 things have to come next and being able to look and be like, here's number one on our list of 37 things. Here's what happens needs to happen first and then second and then third and then fourth all the way down to 37. That's major skill right there. And that happens because when we have babies, the first thing that we have to do is make sure that that baby stays alive. And so every day when we get up, we look at what needs to get done 37 activities, 37 things that need to take place in the household. And the first thing is like, the baby has to get fed, and then changed. And then 
perhaps mom has to pump. And then, and it's always, it's a whole bunch of steps that relate to the baby first, and then do the baby's laundry, and then clean the bottles, and then clean the pump parts, and then do that. All those things happen. Those all on your list of 37 things, those are like in your top 10. And then when you get to like item 15, 16, 17, maybe you're like, maybe we'll get that far on the list and mom might have something to eat in the morning. Maybe. Maybe by item like 35 of 37, mom might get a shower. Because we have had to create that sense of prioritization. And we have to do that from a place of like innate decision making to keep a child alive. So we're learning how to do that from the moment a baby's born. And then that's a skill we can carry over to a whole bunch of different environments, right? So the skill that allowed that came innately with us knowing that like, I got to feed this baby. That's the only thing that matters right now. When I go into work, I'm able to see like, here's the thing that matters now. Here's the only thing that matters in this moment is the first thing that I'm prioritizing on this list. And I'm able to like have clarity around what needs to be number one right now, because I've practiced that discernment over the course of years in child rearing. So that's number four. Number five, the fifth reason that moms make better leaders at work is that we have grown a tremendously wide lens for empathy and compassion. So as we raise children, and if you have multiple children and they're all very different from one another, and then you have your children making friends with other children, and you are in and out of your kid's school and your kid's teams and your community in different ways, you have this widening, constantly widening and deepening lens for empathy and compassion. And this is, I think, a great example of this, a really glaring example. I know like before I had a child, I was really judgy of how other people would parent. And so for example, maybe you see a kid before you have your own kids, you see a kid hit another kid on the playground and you think, oh my gosh, if that was me, I would grab my child and we would leave immediately. I would have zero tolerance for that. And then you have your own kid and your kid hits someone on the playground and you're like, well, Johnny, let's talk about this. Like, why did you hit someone? And was that a good choice? And how did that make the other person feel? And how did you feel after you hurt someone? And do you want to try again? Do you want to try to do better? Do you want to try to be a better friend at the playground today? I'm going to give you another opportunity right now. And I want you to go like, does it make sense to make an apology? And like, how do we make sure that the other person's okay? And now this lens of motherhood in which we are able to parent our own child in that situation And have all this empathy and compassion for a situation which we would have had zero empathy and compassion for prior to being a mom changes everything, right? Before we were parents, we could judge everything about how other people parented and how other moms mothered. But as soon as we are in that position ourselves, we can understand that, oh, like I would never condone hitting another kid, but I understand that. Johnny hit that kid because that kid pushed him or that kid called him a name. And it's really important at this age that he's practicing being a good friend. And so I'm going to ask him to like have a conversation with the other kid. And then we're going to practice being a good friend and all of these things, right? That's not to say that maybe sometimes there wouldn't be a consequence where you'd pull your kid out of the park for hitting or whatever. That absolutely might happen. But the point is, is that your lens for empathy and compassion in a situation that you would have had zero patience or tolerance or even like understanding of prior to motherhood is just completely different. You have a completely different level of empathy and compassion and ability to relate in different ways to people being showing up in spaces in different ways and showing up with different skill sets and different abilities and different talents and different 
like capacity for other human beings and different capacity to like listen and learn in any situation. So that lens for empathy gets wider and deeper in motherhood. And then when we get to carry that into the workplace, we're able to see like, hey, like I know John in accounting is a little sharp with his words sometimes, but you know, he's been going through this really hard time and sometimes he just needs a little reminder like, hey, John, like, dude, your tone, simmer down. Or maybe he needs another kind of a conversation, but we're able to look at it from like, hey, like what's going on with John? Instead of just like, we can't stand John. We have zero tolerance for John. Instead, we're going to look at like, what's the fuller picture here? We are also in our workplace, and this is even more important. We are also in our workplace going to look for the people who don't fit in and we're going to make space for them. Or we're going to look for the people who are underrepresented or maybe don't have as much of a voice and we're going to make space for them. Because what do we do when we see our kids not being, when we see that our people aren't making space for our kids or when we are seeing that our kids aren't given a voice in something, right? So the skill set that we have in motherhood to create space for our children and create space for our children to thrive is then going to be a skill that we're going to take into the workplace to recognize like, hey, Cynthia over here, like she never chimes in at meetings and I can never tell if she has an opinion on anything, right? She Sometimes she looks really uncomfortable and I want to check in with her and make sure that she feels like her voice has value in this organization. So I'm going to go, I'm going to schedule a call with her. I'm going to, you know, pop into her office today or I'm going to take her to coffee or whatever the thing may be, right? Because we are going to have that greater lens for like, hey, I noticed that someone isn't fitting in or isn't relating or isn't using their voice or isn't a part of things in the same way that other people are. And I want to make sure that, there's space for that person, that we're making space for everyone and that everyone feels like they do have the opportunity to take up space and have a voice in this organization. In this current culture, that is one of the most valuable skills a leader can have, not because it hasn't always been valuable. It's always been very valuable, but companies are now recognizing that that is an extremely valuable skill for a leader to have, that a leader can say like, hey, we need to make space for all voices and especially make space for the voices that we haven't made space for in the past. So you've probably already been doing that in motherhood. And now when you start doing that in the workplace, and when you show that you have the ability to do that in the workplace, that amplifies how you show up as a leader in magnificent ways. Number six, the sixth reason moms make better leaders at work is that we are adaptable and nimble, ready and able to change gears on a dime at all times. Because you know what you've done for your entire career as a mom? Changed gears on a dime all the time, every single day, over and over and over again. I mean, like every time you think you have it together, like just getting out of the house, you're like, look at us. We got out of the house on time. We have kids in the car and everyone went potty and everyone ate breakfast and everyone has their backpack and everyone has this and that. And then all of a sudden someone's like, I forgot my soccer shoes. And you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then you're like, okay, well now we're going to be late and everyone's going to have to get tardy slips. And there's this like whole cascading effect of like having to be adaptable and nimble. And now like the whole plan has changed. This happens all the time. We have to be adaptable and nimble. And I mean, my gosh, like during COVID, this has just been amplified in such an exponentially greater way. So this episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. 
Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This ability to be adaptable and nimble is a hugely valuable skill in the workplace because what happens at work? Things are always uncertain and unpredictable and changing quickly. And who's going to be able to shine? It's going to be the people who can respond to that and be adaptable and nimble and creative and resourceful. And those are the people that are going to get to keep going and keep growing. Those who are resistant to change and resistant to shifting gears 
are going to really, really struggle. So moms, we're used to it. We're like, yeah, I thought today was going to look one way and it looks nothing like this. I remember watching one morning, Vinny and I, when we walked to school, we walk right past the preschool Vinny used to go to. And I remember watching this mom one morning getting her two kids out of the car to take them into the preschool. And they were like two and four, like little littles. They're both crying and they're getting out. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, they probably like have hard drop offs in the morning. They just don't like getting, you know, the transition can be really rough for everyone. And you can tell the mom's just like exhausted but she's trying to be like super patient and she gets one kid out of the car and that kid number one barfs all over the sidewalk and she's like oh my gosh (laughs) so she puts that kid back in the car and then she gets the other kid out of the car that kid barfs all over the sidewalk and she puts that kid back in the car and then she's and Vinny I think I was walking the for some reason we were paused right by this all happening so we must have had Danny with us at the time our older dog so Danny's like going to the bathroom so I'm just kind of like seeing this all unfold so then the mom gets in her car she has the door open so i can hear her she calls i'm assuming her husband and she's like yeah john so they both just barfed she's like no it's fine i'll just call work and i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh and so you could kind of tell from that conversation that like she was like telling john i'm assuming it was her husband like go ahead i got it like i'll just stay home today I already have the kids here. I'll just take them home. I'll clean them up, whatever. And I was the whole rest of that walk to school with Vinny. I was like, oh my gosh, like that is the epitome of motherhood where you like think you're about to be free for the day. And then like, ha ha, just kidding. You get zero freedom today. You get two kids that just barfed like literally 30 seconds before you were about to be free. And now you get to hang out with them all day long and not get anything done and like be behind on a deadline and potentially have people to answer to at work who are disappointed in you and frustrated and annoyed and whatever. So here's the thing. It sucks when that happens. It is so frustrating and maddening and exhausting. And it happens often when you have little littles. I mean, those kids can barf anytime, day or night. And you're like, well, I guess we're not doing that thing I thought we were going to do. Or they have a meltdown. And you're like, well, I guess we're not going to that place that I was really looking forward to going to because you are laying in the middle of the floor crying and you won't put shoes on and now we can't go. And It's through that adaptability, though, and nimbleness that we later on, when things fall apart in the workplace, we're like, I got this, like a little mess in the boardroom, like no worries, I got it. Because we've had our lives destroyed in front of our eyes so many times right before we were 30 seconds away from freedom, (laughs) right? So that ability to be adaptable and nimble because we have to be especially when we had those little littles, but I don't know, maybe it doesn't get any better because I feel like it still happens to me all the time in Vinny's nine. That ability to be adaptable and nimble, which was not my natural inclination as a person, but definitely is something through the course of being an entrepreneur for 18 years and then also now through parenting through nine years, that's like my gift. (laughs) I mean, it's a skill that I've had to really curate over time, but it is my gift. (laughs) Like I can be adaptable like nobody's business because I've had to be over and over and over again. And I know that there are so many of you listening where you're like, yep, 100%. And with that, the second layer of that is that we can come up with really creative workarounds. We can juggle the unique needs of all sorts of different people and all sorts of different settings all the time. Like when I hit record tonight and I was like, you know what? We have a kid and an adult calling each other dork burgers in the background and someone's playing guitar and the dog is barking and that all can be happening and I can be completely focused on this conversation at the same time because I've had to come up with creative workarounds and this is what it looks like for me to be able to record this week. 
Is it how I would choose? Nope. Can I do it? Absolutely. 100% not a problem. And that's a simple example of creative workarounds. We've come up with many, many creative workarounds in this pandemic that, I mean, my example doesn't hold a candle to the way most of us have had to show up and be creative in terms of showing up in our ability to work and keep our kids educated during this time. So that is an absolute highly regarded skill in the workplace. Okay, number seven, the bonus. So this is the bonus, and I think it's my favorite one, because I know it's going to be relatable, but it's like the kind of thing that it's a superpower that nobody knows that you have unless they're a mom. Your partner does not believe that this even exists. Okay, so the bonus is, and this makes you a better leader at work, but it's something only moms can do, is that we can look like 10 steps or more into the future and know exactly what needs to happen right now for those next 10 steps to be a success. So what I mean by that is that we can look at what our family or our child will need three days from now, and we can recognize, okay, for that thing to happen in three days or three hours or whatever the case may be, here's what needs to happen this hour and in two hours and in three hours and tonight and tomorrow morning. And we can pick this all out. I will give an example. So Vinny has a flag football game this coming weekend on Sunday afternoon. And I was looking ahead. I'm going to be gone this weekend. And I was looking ahead at like, what else does he have leading up to that game this weekend? And I was thinking, nobody else is looking ahead at this schedule while I'm going to be gone to be like, okay, here's the other things on the schedule that might make him really tired and cranky by the time he gets to that flag football game on Sunday. So now I'm looking ahead and I'm like, okay, what do I need to tell my husband that this child needs to eat? What do I need to tell him in terms of sleep, which might be a little hard to come by based on some of the things that are happening this weekend, like he's probably going to be up late two nights in a row, he might be up early one of the mornings, what needs to happen in terms of how he ends his school day on Friday in order to be ready for this game on Sunday. And I'm not talking about like competitive flag football. I'm talking about very low key, like able to just show up and have fun flag football. But all of these things that need to happen. So I'm like, okay, I need to go to the store before I go out of town to get make sure that I have like these items so that certain foods can be taken to the game and that certain drinks can be on hand and that certain things can happen throughout the weekend while I'm gone so that by the time he gets to the end of this game that he's not just a disaster and it doesn't feel like a really hard, horrible day knowing that like he does two hours of flag football, it can be a little hard for him. I'm thinking 10 steps ahead for how can we ensure success here? And this is what every mom does, right? We're always thinking these 10 steps ahead, but nobody else (laughs) thinks this way. This is absolutely a mom skill to be thinking 10 steps into the future and to know exactly what needs to happen right now and in those other 10 steps leading up to that moment in order for that moment to be as successful as possible so that everyone can win and so that things can be as fluid as possible and as uneventful as possible and as positive as possible. You all know what I'm talking about. Like you all know that you do this. This is a major mom skill. So how does this translate into the workplace? Well, now you can look into the workplace and you can look at like, okay, so if our team needs to do this thing in 90 days from now, then what needs to be happening today and next week and next month? And like, this isn't, we can't wait eight weeks for something to happen in nine weeks. We need to start today. And what does that look like today? And how do we back that up to ensure success starting right now for something that's going to happen in 90 days? And that is so crucial, that ability to look at an end goal and the end game and what you want out of it 
and be able to back it up. And that's something that you are constantly doing in motherhood, right? So if you are like super achievement oriented, that might be a skill that you have used throughout your life. But in motherhood, you just automatically start doing that because hell hath no fury than like a child who didn't sleep the whole weekend and then went to flag football too hungry and then ended up laying on the field crying for two hours, right? (laughs) These are the things that we know. These are the things that make us amazing leaders. These are the things that help us in the corporate world. So when you stop to think that maybe you're not at your best, maybe you're not on your A game in the workplace, I want you to think through why you are so uniquely qualified to do what you do, why you are so uniquely qualified to be such a strong leader right now in this moment. And it's because you have been constantly practicing patience and tolerance because you are well-versed in negotiation, because you have the ability to hold all the balls in the air at once, because you are constantly doing prioritization management, because you have a tremendously wide and deep lens for empathy and compassion, because you are adaptable and nimble and able to change gears at any moment, and because you can look 10 steps into the future and know exactly what needs to happen right now for those next 10 steps to be a success. That's why you are a better leader at work and in the workplace and in your community. I want you to share this episode out. I want this episode to land in the laps and the ears of many, many mamas who need this right now. One in four women are considering leaving the workplace right now. One in four. Because it's a real hard time to be a woman and to be a mom in the workplace. So share this episode out with your mama friends who need this encouragement to know that they are doing the hard work and that they are absolutely qualified to do exactly what they're doing. And they are total badasses for the way that they show up every single day. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them 
can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 